Hi, my name is Sarah Milne. I am a professional singer, dancer, author, and founder of the Kitty and Custard Club. Welcome to the Kitty Pod. Here's your host, author, dancer, and creator of the Kitty and Custard Club, Sarah Milne. Let's move it. Move it with Kitty and Custard, Kitty and Custard, Kitty and Custard Club, Club, Club. Yeah! Sarah, uh, what have um, you seen recently, like facts and statistics, that show that there's an underlying problem with kids' health um, and sitting still? So I think with the recent pandemic, what we've seen is a lot of children are sitting a lot more due to the lockdown. Children were not doing their daily activities. However, I think before that, um, children are driven to sit a lot more still with car journeys, not walking to school. Um, also, you know, sitting at home and going on the iPads and things. I think that the statistics have shown from the WHO, the World Health Organization, that children are you know, worryingly not moving around. They've forgotten to do playtime and play activities and learning to go outdoors, walk around. So, for example, they're getting a car to school, going forward and back is where I always walked. I actually used to walk three miles a day, believe it or not, there and back to school. So I think that children in general are... Um, you know, not moving. I've also seen a lot of children um, with obesity issues as well, where they are overweight and also um, hearing about children not sleeping very well or waking up in the night and not getting enough quality sleep. I think that also this is an issue with regards to the movement. So if they were moving more and playing more and exploring more, then they would get rid of the jitters. Um, so this is the issues that I have seen uh, recently. Um, uh, another question for you. Uh, do you have any personal experiences at home or school in your own life that reaffirm these facts? Yeah, so um, what I've seen in my own school and also in my own home is that um, children, again, are coming into me after the pandemic. So I was online for the pandemic. Throughout the pandemic, I was teaching dance online and movement. You can really see the children, um, you know, longing for that time to be able to move because obviously they had been sat at a desk working online through schooling. And so therefore, when it came to doing the movement online, you could see that they were so excited to be able to move. And actually, I could sense the atmosphere and their energies would change after doing some movement at home. They'd be excited to actually see someone on the other side of the screen smiling at them and saying, come on, let's go and putting music on and songs so that they could, you know, dance and get rid of that energy, but also that stress and you know, it really helped with mindfulness. So I've seen a lot of change in children. I've worked with children for many, many years. Um, and sadly, I have seen change where children are struggling to, you know, come into the studio and jump, for example, or skip or hop. Uh, walking, they get tired a lot more easily. So I also have a little boy at home. Um, who through the pandemic was online uh, for schooling. And also when he went back to school, um, there was still an issue with them having to be able to play, do sports activities outside. Um, and so therefore I noticed um, that a change in you know, behavior from him, um, also eating more, sitting more, uh, and really struggling to get him to actually motivate him to move. So those are the things that I've seen uh, within the school and within my home environment of change in children recently. Okay, so could you tell me a little bit about your background, um, how your career has evolved um, and what exactly is the Kitty and Custard Club? 
Yeah, so um, I trained originally as a professional dancer uh, in London. I went to Bird College of Performing Arts where I studied musical theatre and I did my degree in dance, singing and acting. I then went on to have a, a very happy career in the theatre and stage and television. And then from that, um, I opened up my own performing arts school, um, which I then started to teach students. And I then went to work in a nursery school and they asked me for some music or dance to teach the children. And I went to a shop uh, locally to find something and there was nothing available, which I was quite surprised to see that there was nothing for preschoolers. So uh, the name came up then of Dance Cats, um, because at the time I was feeding a lot of cats, stray cats, uh, looking after them. And um, also um, my eyes, people have said to me before, I have ca like cat shaped eyes. So that's why I did that. Um, but I started to write stories and music and song for these children within this nursery school. And what I found was the more I kind of was writing them, the more the children were asking for it. And then the parents were asking for it. And then teachers were asking for it. So I kind of started then thinking, right, this is something a little bit more than what I originally thought. So I needed a better name. Um, and so I thought of Kitty, which was the you know original character that I had made for the Kitty and Custard Club. And um, her best friend, Custard, so who's also a cat. So this is where the, the name the Kitty and Custard Club came about. The Kitty and Custard Club is about fun, friends and fitness. It's for preschoolers and it's about teaching exactly what I said, fun, friends and fitness. But it's also through stories. I'm an author. I write lots and lots of stories, picture book stories. And what I have done since is I have basically made the picture books um, inclusive and also interactive so that children can actually dance and sing along to all of the books. And the music and the dance is all original. So I've written the songs um, and the tunes. And then I've had some amazing people work with me on my team who have then put the music into fruition. Um, so the Kitty and Custard Club has evolved over eight years. I've been writing for a long time, choreographing for a long time and singing for a long time and recording these things. Um, and now today um, it's in schools, it's, uh, I do author tours. Before the pandemic, I was doing a lot more, um, but I teach children basically fun friends and fitness and also teaching the universal language of song and dance and how this can really help children to move, um, have fun, but also for mindfulness. So teaching children to get rid of those jitters, teaching children to be confident and outgoing, and also just to get rid of, you know, that energy, um, but to be able to express themselves. So that's what the Kitty and Custard Club is. Have you seen other parents, teachers, influencers, authors, or any others trying to correct these issues? Um, I haven't seen anyone recently do many things. I do hear a lot about uh, parents, obviously, with their frustrations about getting kids to move at home. And I think that we're all sort of wrapped in this daily life of running around, um, you know, trying to get from A to B a lot of the time working uh, home life. So I do hear parents um, concerns and I do understand their concerns being a parent myself. There are some authors that are trying to bring some stuff in at the moment. Uh, one that comes to mind is um, an English uh, performer and dancer called Ote Mabuse who has just recently launched a book about a dance school and she teaches dance in that. 
There's also some other um, influencers that I've seen, you know, online. Um, for example, Cosmic Kids, uh, which is teaching yoga to, to children. Um, so things like that I've seen. Why do you think uh, previous and current solutions aren't quite working as well as what keeping Custard Club um, So again, I think that we need to kind of regroup as, as a world. I think that we have got stressed with a lot of things that have happened with the pandemic and rightly so. And I think that maybe in um, school environment and things, obviously, again, children are restricted in what they can do on their daily activities. As where with the Kitty and Custard Club, it's about getting children to actually be able to use their devices and actually be able to move with their devices. So instead of sitting still all the time, they can actually get up and move along with us. Um, and that then obviously 10, 15, 20 minutes a day of movement is all a child needs to be able to get rid of those jitters, to be able to move for their body, for their health, for their mind, their soul, and also for healthy sleeping. I think what we could do differently to improve children's health is starting with basics, which is food, water, sleep. Those are the three fundamental things that children need as a young child that will actually help them to develop as a future adult um, and actually help them to develop good health further down the line. So there are things we can look at, um, healthy eating, getting children to come into the kitchen and learning about food and vegetables and having issues with my own son on fr fruit and vegetables. We're always looking for ways of helping children to develop those. So those are the first things, making it fun, making it, you know, uh, encouraging and also telling children you know these things are really good for you these will help you to be strong years and years ago uh, before my time but they used to have Popeye uh, this Popeye the sailor man who would eat um, spinach you know and his muscles would grow we don't have any influences like that any cartoon characters like that and I believe that the Kitty and Custard Club is actually one of those who could help children see through the eyes of Kitty and Custard that, that healthy eating is an option uh, and that should be brought into life um, drinking water, uh, you know, we're made up of a lot of water in our bodies. Um, the brain is very full of water and we need to get children to drink more water because again, those things will help them feel uh, hydrated, um, give them energy, um, and feed their minds. Uh, and the last thing, which is the most important thing is sleep. Sleep is so important for children. They should get on average of around about 12 to 15 hours sleep per night. Um, I know it is difficult for children to get to sleep again um, during the recent pandemic. Children are struggling um, to get maybe to sleep because they're not moving in the daytime, you see, or they're not playing enough. Um, so I think those things are really important and good quality sleep. It's good for children to be able to, you know, have a good night's sleep. Um, and wake up refreshed and ready to start their day. And Sarah, what have you done personally to improve children's health, both at home and during your career? There's lots of things that I've done. Um, I think that what I've done within my career anyway, and my teaching of the Kitty and Custard Club, and also within my performing arts school, is to get children moving to get them to gain confidence and self-belief and find their inner hero it's so important that children um, can feel their bodies you know they have to walking them for many years to come so you know just getting kids to be inspired um, and also getting children to believe in themselves um, saying the word I can and not the word I can't I often say to my students and also at the Kitty and Custard Club when they say I can't do that I say well if you take the tea what do you have 
can. So therefore, I think that um, getting children to move and walk around and express themselves is one of the things that I've helped with health. Um, I've also heard great feedback as well from, you know, parents and um, teachers about the Kitty and Custard Club and also my my work within the school that, you know, their children are far more confident, um, far more happier um, and for, far more well-rounded. I think and I hope that I've taught children that. I also believe at home what I have done is um, with my own child is to show him the great value of music and song and also to my students I believe I've done that the universal language you know we don't need to speak the same language to be able to listen to music so what I've done at home is I've just brought in healthy eating I'm well into smoothies at the moment so my son is drinking kale um, avocado with some raspberries he doesn't even know but he you know I put some raw honey in and away we go um, I've also taught him again you know when we're so quick to just go right let's sit down we've had a really busy day so I'm like no let's get up and do kitty and custard let's do some movement let's go for a walk let's find something fun let's go and plant um, a plant you know let's go out and water the plants let's do something together that will help you to understand what if, what our world is rather than sitting you know all day and sitting still I just love it when I put my music on in the studio or at home I can play them something classical, pop, rock, um, country, and I just get the kids to dance, to move, to improvise. Um, and I see laughter, I see uh, fun, I see children really, really moved by this whole expression of how they just let everything go. And it's a huge thing. Music and song is a universal language that should be in everybody's daily program from the age of two right up even from the day we're born we should be singing to our children and getting them to move it is so important for um, good health well-being confidence and finding your inner hero what do you hope will come from your innovations and this podcast i think that what i want is to reach out to children across the world and just show them that movement and song is important to them. Um, it should be important to them. I want to inspire them. I can't change everybody's world, but I hope that I can change someone's and give them that confidence to be able to express themselves and move, you know, not sit still, get up, dance, you know, enjoy life, forget the woos and the woes and all of these things that are going on right now, but to actually find their inner you know, inner strength through music and song. And that's what I really hope that I can do and um, reach out to all these children who, you know, deserve and, and should have this in their life. Parents do have a big influence on children. And I think that bringing in play, um, reading, um, music and song to the everyday environment at home not only uplifts the children but it actually will uplift the parents is there's no doubt in my mind that that's what will happen you know I can play things to my child in my house and you know we could just be sitting there for a second and then all of a sudden laughter fun socializing um interaction um comfort cuddles hugs you know it all comes out from that song and that dance so I think that parents need to and I and I want them to and I hope that I can help parents to understand um, and teach them the value of this for their children it is so important
Um, Sarah, uh, what will future episodes look like and who will you be aiming at that? So future episodes will be aimed at parents and caregivers and teachers um, and also children as well if they want to listen in. But they will be uh, all about Kitty and Custard and basically looking at all the things that are going on in our world where we can actually make things better. So moving, singing, um, getting fit. So my next episode um, will be Huddle Cuddle, which will be all about what we can do to help our children to feel safe to be able to express themselves with singing and acting and movement. Um, generally about what we can do within our own environments within school and also within our family environment and with friends that can make us feel huddly cuddly. That's what I'm thinking of there. Um, and then the next one is Keeping Up the Tempo. It's my third episode, which will be about getting kids out and walking. So what can we do to walk? How do we get out and walk? What can we do? So I'll give some ideas and some, you know, f food for thought on what we can do in rain, sun, you know, to get our kids out and walking uh, and also influence in playtime as well. Um, so I'm really excited about these episodes and I hope that my listeners will gain um, some insight into me being a normal mum and also um, a dancer and educator um, and a performer that will be able to experience these things as a professional and be able to educate future parents, future children and all for the children today who can then use the Kitty and Custard Club to inspire them to do these things. Um, Sarah, where can listeners find further resources? Um, so tell us a little bit how they can uh, reach you and find out more information about the Okay. Um, so I have a new website, a brand new website, um, and it's uh, www.kittyandcustardclub.com. And on there, you'll be able to find a move page where you can follow my videos and Kitty and Custard in the Primrose Park, and you can actually join us and dance and sing along. I also have my book, The Lost Hat, which will be available on the website. And on the back of the book, um, there's a QR code where you can put your smartphone over the top and it will then take you to my world deep inside the Primrose Park where you can sing and dance along with Kitty and Custard um, and sing with us. You can also find me on um, Instagram at Kitty and Custard Club. You can also find me on Facebook at Kitty and Custard Club. And we are going to be launching a YouTube channel very soon where we'll be providing free content for um, children to be able to dance and sing along with us in Kitty and Custard Club. My future podcasts, um, which are called Kitty Pod, will be available on Spotify. Let's move it. Move it with Kitty and Custard, Kitty and Custard, Kitty and